Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay, brand and social media specialist, network marketing professional, and influencer marketing mentor and coach. I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your business, brand, and life. With a foundation of faith, I help you create a brand and a voice to be heard, leveraging social media and the online space to impact individuals, build and scale communities, and create simple strategies for a thriving and profitable online business. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Talking all things faith, family, life, and the in-between. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, stuck, and at a standstill, and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. Are you a stay-at-home working mama and you're wondering, how the heck do I stay productive while working at home with a toddler? Well, let me tell you, I have been working from home as a stay-at-home mama now for over 13 years. Yes, I have a 13-year-old son, so he was only a toddler for a few short years, but then I am starting all over again right now, and I have a 16-month-old. And I'm just going to share with you, because people look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, you make it look so easy. So what am I doing, and how am I doing it effectively, and how am I not losing my damn mind? Well, in this episode, I share with you all of my tips, not saying they're the best tips, but what's been working for me and how I've been able to do this effectively. So let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, mamas, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Working from home is, is not an easy task. It is a lot of work. There is a lot of responsibility. It can be a mindset challenge as well as a relationship challenge. I'm not just talking about with the husband. I'm talking about with those children too. But you absolutely can work from home with kids, without a sitter, without a nanny, and still enjoy motherhood while at the same time being productive in your business. Like I said, I have been a stay-at-home working mama now for 13 years. I have a 13-year-old son, and I was brand new into the entrepreneurial journey at his birth and struggled through those first years, not with working from home, but more trying to find who I was in this entrepreneurial journey. And now fast forward, I had this wonderful idea of, hey, with my current husband and my only husband left to stay, yes, I'm not getting married again, not doing it. Nope. I love him too much. I'm not letting him out of my life. But what a great idea than to just start all over. I never thought I was honestly going to have kids anymore. I thought that I was going to be one and done. I was like, heck yeah, he's almost like half grown. And now I can start, you know, traveling and doing all these fun things. But I didn't have the baby girl. I didn't have the, you know, the perfect family, the boy, the girl, the husband, the dog, the picket fence. No, I still don't have a picket fence, but you get what I'm saying. I wanted 
another one. I love babies. I love children. And I love being a mom, especially a work at home mom. But it can, like I said, be challenging. And it's funny because my husband has looked at me several times. He's like, you're like the baby whisperer. Like, I don't understand how you just get kids to just stay completely calm or mind you when they're in the house and you're working. And I've had other parents look at me and say, oh my gosh, how can you get your kid to do that? Or how do you get your, your children just to be so chill? And like my kids would destroy the house if I didn't have my eyes on them a hundred percent. And trust me, I get it. We are all mamas at the end of the day. You don't think I have those moments? Trust me, honey. I have those moments. My children are amazing and I love them, but they drive me bonkers. And especially in this toddler age, it is like chasing a dang Tasmanian devil around your house all the time. It's like, if you don't have things like your entire house wrapped in bubble wrap, you might as well expect everything to be destroyed because that's just how toddlers are. They're exploratory. They're curious. They're into stuff. They're crawling on things. It's like, how the hell do these little things have such mighty strength? Like where do they have the energy and the strength to scale the walls like they do, but it is just what it is. And I'm just here today to talk to you from mom to mom, businesswoman to businesswoman and what works for me and how I've been able to like maintain my sanity through it all. So You know, I, like I said, I I truly love being at home with my daughter and I will say, I'll, I'll give you kind of like the scene. I'll set the scene a little bit. So we live in a one-story house, um, which is so great, especially when it comes to kids, because they don't have to worry about, you know, her falling down the stairs or crawling up the stairs or, you know, falling over a banister or anything like that. So if you're a mama that works in a house with multiple floors, just make sure you're baby-proofing properly. I mean, that should just be common sense 101. Um, so just make sure you're baby-proofing properly. But with our house being on a first story um, or one story, we truly have the entire house baby-proofed. I make sure all the doors are shut to the rooms I don't want her getting in, the bathrooms and the guest bedrooms and the master bedroom and the doors to the outside the laundry room. I have all those doors shut and the only doors I have open are either doors to my office or doors to her bedroom. And everything else is baby proofed. The outlets, me and my husband don't have a lot of small knickknacks or breakable things that are within reach of her. So it's very easy for me to have an open range, you know, free range home for her to kind of walk around in and it's probably very enjoyable for her because I don't have to constrain her to these like small square footage spaces within the house. Like you can only go here. You can only be there. Oh no, she's wandered off. I'm stressing out because now I've got to find her. I feel confident and comfortable with her, you know, walking throughout the house because everything is is safe. And we've taken the precautions that we need to, in order to ensure her safety 
in the house. So that is tip number one, baby proof as much square footage as possible that you can in your home. So you don't have to lock your kids in a room or keep them confined to a spare bedroom or a playroom or, you know, in the fold out cages that you can put your children in, in the living room. Um, not a cage, you know what I'm talking about? Those like, like retractable fence type things that you can pop out in the living room and put them in the middle of it with their toys. Uh, if you can open up your house and baby proof it and have them kind of roam free and not have things like crayons or markers or anything to where they can destroy, um, the masses and everything in your house, then that is going to be the easiest thing for you. Trust me. It has made my life so easy. I did it with both children. And with my other son, um, with my other son, like I have more than one with my son, who's 13, when he was younger, we lived in a different house. Um, it was a little bit more challenging to baby proof, but I still made it happen. I did the whole thing where I shut all the doors and only had, had him able to access the main living spaces as well as my office. I did live in a two story there. So I, did baby proof the stairs to make sure he was not able to get up or down. So this is possible. It's possible. And I highly recommend it. Um, the next thing you want to do. And the next thing that I've done is I prepare a lot before I go to bed, not just meals if I can, but like chores for the next day, you know, because one of the most struggling things as a stay at home working mama is in the moments of nap time or breaks, we tend to think, okay, I'm going to go straight to my office. I'm going to go straight to my computer. I'm going to go straight to my phone. However, you're working your business at home and you're going to get straight to work. But then you see a full sink with dishes or the laundry hasn't been done or you didn't vacuum or you need to straighten up the living room or the playroom would be a really good time or you need to clean the sheets and maybe you need to clean the toilets and the, in the showers and the bathtubs, and maybe even got to get on your hands and knees and mop the floor or clean the baseboards. Or, you know, there might be some of you out there that are like up in your air vents, sucking that stuff out. Like I don't recommend it, but seriously, we find every reason to not do the work that we know we need to do and do these tasks, these home tasks that yes, still are work. And yes, they need to get done, but we give up so much time in our business when we're spending it on these little tasks. So I take the time in the evening. Yes. Even if it's late to really get a lot of these things out of the way, uh, laundry I've tried to narrow down in this can be more challenging when you've got multiple, multiple, multiple people in your household. But if you can limit it to not doing laundry every day, but instead, you know, once or twice a week, some people are probably like once a week, are you kidding me? It'd be like up to my ears if in laundry, if that was the case. So maybe it's every other day or two times a week, try to limit it, limit it. It will also cut back on your water bill. Trust me, just try it out for a week um, or two or a month. Um, so I do try to get most of those things done in the middle of the night. The next thing that I do, or not in the middle of the night, but before the night is over, that's what I try to do. So I'm not, so I'm not running around the house the next day, stressed out about all of these little monotonous tasks that I feel if I 
didn't get done, I'd end up having to do every single day. So the next thing that I do is I have what's called a 10 MIT, like monkey igloo Tyrannosaurus Rex. I don't even know. Like those were the first things that come to my mind. Okay. That was random, but yes, 10 MIT list. It's the 10 most important things. Now, why in the hell didn't I just say that? Why didn't I say most important things? Why did I have to come up with monkey igloo and Tyrannosaurus Rex? What? Okay. I should edit this out of this podcast, but I'm not going to for the sake of how ridiculously stupid I sound right now. And it just makes for a good, you know, part of the podcast. So we're going to keep it in there. But anyways, let me get back to what I was saying. I have a 10 MITs list. So every single night in my calendar, while I'm laying in bed, before I walk out of my office, before I start my nightly chores or whatever I just need to get done, I make sure that I write these things out. It's what are the 10 most important things that I have to get done for tomorrow? Is it calling a client? Is it making sure I write a blog or get up my newsletter or make my social media post or I get to the grocery store? You can have a 10 most important things list for personal life and then a 10 most important things list for business. So I, this is a must. I learned this when I was with Mary Kay years ago and it's stuck with me ever since. And it's literally been a lifesaver for me in my life. So if you can get in the habit of writing a 10 most important things list, I promise you, you will get so much done. But you, the thing is, is you have to have it in front of your face the next day. You can't write it, slip it in the drawer and think that you're going to remember it the very next day. Cause you're not, you have to have it out and about, whether it's in a calendar that you use frequently, or it's on your desk or it's posted on your refrigerator or wherever you go frequently, where you're going to see this list, you need to have it out there and start crossing things off. The things you don't get to carry them on to the next day. Okay. They're still important. You just weren't able to get to them that day. And so don't kick yourself about it. Just carry them over to the next day. And that brings up the second thing is having a calendar. I have to have a calendar. I am obsessed with the passion planner. If you've been following me for a long time now, then you know, I can not stop talking about this planner. It is amazing. The passion planner. If you want to go and get one for, I think you can get a discount with my code. I think it's like $10 off your passion planner. If you go to www.whitneyk.us forward slash passion planner, all one word, then that will take you right to where you can get your discount. So with the passion planner, it has where you can write out these 10 most important things. Literally, it has personal to-do list, work to-do list. It has infinite possibility, open writing space. It's got your weekly layout, your daily layout, your monthly layout. I mean, it's amazing. I love this calendar. I have to have a calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it does not get done. Plain and simple. I block schedule. That would be a whole nother podcast to go into, but my block schedule and the tasks and the things that are most important for me during the day or the week or the month, if they are not in my calendar, they do not get done. So ladies, hear me when I say this, you have to have some type of calendar. If you're not a pen to paper person, then have a digital calendar, an eye calendar, uh, an outlook calendar. It does not matter, but you need a calendar in your calendar in your life. You need to stay organized. Okay. The next thing 
is you're going to probably have to extend your working hours. This means maybe you have to get up earlier than you typically would. Okay. I know my morning, my night owls and not morning people are looking at me like, are you kidding me? Like, wait, what? Wake up early? (laughs) No, 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 we don't do that. Okay. Well then maybe you need to stay up later. And when I stay up, when I say stay up later, I don't mean stay up later, Netflix and chilling. I don't mean stay up later, scroll holding on social media accounts. I mean, stay up later and get shit done. Get your work done. Be intentional with your time. Be focused and diligent and purposeful with what it is that you're doing and what it is that you have to get done. So extend your working hours. Yes, this is something I've had to do. My daughter wakes up around eight o'clock and I am up by 6 a.m. most days unless I am just too exhausted from the day before and I have to sleep in. But then I know, I know what to expect out of my work day. It's going to be rushed. I'm going to be feeling frantic. I'm going to feel like I don't have enough time in my day. You'd be surprised what an extra hour or two hours can do, especially when you're intentional with the time. So extend your working hours. Number four, okay. Work during nap time. So this is what I'm talking about. This doesn't mean chores. This doesn't mean laundry or dishes or vacuuming or cleaning or washing the windows or cleaning out the air ducts, whatever you want to do. This means truly sitting down and working. I'm recording this podcast right now during the nap time that my daughter is taking right now. She's sleeping. I was like, prime opportunity. Let's do this. Let's take and record a podcast in this moment. I'm going to be efficient and effective with my time. So work during your nap time. Don't do chores during nap time. Number five, mm, this is going to be one that some ladies are going to be like, are you serious? How do I do that? You've got to start young. And this is encouraging one-on-one play, encouraging self play time. Your kids have to learn how to entertain themselves. They can, and they will And if they're not, it's simply because you're not encouraging it and you're probably caving in to every moment that they come running up to you, crying, whining, screaming, yelling, throwing a tantrum. Mamas, you might not all agree with me, but I'm telling you right now, it is your fault if you are having children that will not let you go. It truly is. I know you are, there's probably going to be some people that are going to get really mad at me for saying that, but I truly believe that. Now, hear me out. I know there are some kids with health concerns or medical conditions or psychological disabilities or anything like that. And I'm I'm not referring to those kids that need special attention or more attention. I'm referring to the kids that can learn to self-play and entertain, entertain themselves. But we as parents are so overbearing with love and nurturing, and we cave too easily when they start to cry or look at us with this little soft eyes and they're crying and they're screaming or whatever. And it's so much easier just to cave in love than it is to encourage self-play. Okay. So my daughter, even my son, when he was younger, They both 
knew how to self-play. KK, she knows how to self-play. She can sit there in her room, play, listen to music, watch a movie for an hour and give me time if I really need it. Now, does she walk in occasionally to see what I'm doing? If I look at her and I say, no, no, honey, mama's working. Go back to your room. Is she going to understand me at 16 months? No, trust me. I get that. But she does know how to self-play because I encourage it. I encourage it and I show her, no, 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 mama's working. You got to sit down right here with your toys and you play, or you watch this movie or you listen to this music. I encourage it. And so encourage self play. And then the last thing, honestly, I think this is the most important. And some of y'all might be looking at me, listening to me right now being like, right. When do I have the time for that? Well, I'm talking about getting a workout in ladies. I'm not saying you got to get up and get your butt to the gym. I'm not saying that you have to have a gym at your home. It's nice. If you do, I'm talking about simply getting up your cardio a little bit, getting up your endurance a little bit through a simple 30 minute workout. If you can only muster 15 minutes then muster the 15 minutes, but you need to physically get your heartbeat up a little bit each day, going on a walk, walking your children when it's nice outside, you know, running up and down the hallway of your home, touching the walls. Like you touch one wall, run to the other side of your house, touch that wall, do that a hundred times. Have I done that? Yeah, I absolutely have doing squats with your toddler, um, laying on the floor and just doing crunches, but in a really fast way in order to get your heart rate up, heart rate up, running in place. Yes. All of these things I have done footwork you can do in your own home, get your heart rate up, get yourself into action, move the body. It is good for your soul. It is good for your health. It is good for your energy. And I promise you, you will see yourself more awake, less lethargic, more energized and optimistic and in a better mindset when working your business from home. It's not easy to always stay sane as a stay-at-home working mama. There's a lot demanded of you. I get it. Work, children, husband, spouse, uh, responsibilities at home, cooking dinner, you know, Maybe you make sure the bills are paid too. Maybe you have other responsibilities. Maybe you have six jobs and 16 cats and 14 dogs and 13 children. I mean, I don't care what the responsibility is. I get that it's difficult at times, but if you don't start implementing some of these things in place, you're going to go crazy. So I encourage you to prepare for things to set an importance list, make sure you are aware of what needs to be done rather than what can be put off for a little bit. Sometimes you have to extend your working hours. Maybe you have to work during nap time and instead not do the dishes or the laundry and all the other tasks that you need to do. Do those later before the night is over so that you don't have to worry about them every single day. Encourage the self-play and get your butt moving. All of these things I truly believe are what I've done that have allowed me to work from home effectively and efficiently without losing my darn mind. And 
Not every day is the same. I can't sit here and say that I have full structure in my work from home life because everybody knows as a work at home mama, there's no structure to it. You might have a sick kid one day that derails your entire week. You might have, you know, a really fussy teething baby one day or a baby with stomach problems one day. We all have all of these things. So as long as you can get some type of general idea of what your day is going to be like and get yourself into habit, it will make things so much easier for you in your work life at home. So I hope these tips for, were helpful. I would love to hear from you on our Instagram or on my personal um, Instagram account, which is social savvy influencer, but we do have the Uno Mas podcast Instagram account. Let me know what's working for you. Let me know what's not working for you. And if you just need to chit chat from one mama to another, honey, I am here for you. I love helping women find their true sanity at home while being able to profit and make a profit at home working a business. I support you. I love you. And you need to know you are an amazing mother and you are doing an amazing job. All you have to do is take a deep breath, breathe in, know that you're going to get through it, know that you can be productive and know that if you just start implementing some of these things, it will get a little easier. Hey friends, thanks for taking the time today to jump on in and listen to the Uno Mas podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking it. And then if you're on Instagram and Facebook, like most of us are, go ahead and tag us, share in your stories, invite your friends, and we look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week.